for joining us as we hear an anointed word from Treasure Coast Victory Center. As you have seen many times that has been on Kingdom of God finances, I'll not be doing that this evening, but what I'll be teaching on will affect your Kingdom of God finances. Right now. <clears throat> I'm going to teach on confession, okay. the biblical confession profession, the words of our mouth, because they absolutely will affect your health and healing and your finances and your relationships and everything else. So <clears throat> let's, uh, let's pray before we get started this evening. <clears throat> Father, I thank you for this evening. I thank you for everybody that's come here this evening. We depend upon the Holy Spirit tonight to open the eyes of our understanding, to give us clarity, give me the uh, words to speak, Father God, as we prepared ourselves, we depend upon the Holy Spirit to quicken us and, and give us thoughts to relay. We, we have an ear to hear what you say to us this evening. And Father, I ask that for the same for everybody's here in the building this evening, Lord, that the Spirit of God within them would prompt their hearing, prompt their understanding as the word is spoken, that you would show what you want them to see and they'll be able to receive that. So we welcome you here this evening, Father God. We speak your blessing upon this house. We speak your blessing upon Pastor Tom and Becky when they are away for a time of refreshing. And as we mentioned well, a week ago, whenever it was, that we call for a financial blessing upon their lives while they are away, something supernatural that they're not expecting, and we'll have a report of that when they come back. So we thank you for all this in the majestic name of Jesus. And everybody said... Amen. So be it. <clears throat> okay. Uh, well, starting right off at the top of our page there, and again, the reason I have these pass these handouts out, it gives you something to look at afterwards. You you won't grasp everything that's mentioned this evening as we go through it more th more likely than not. And part of the reason for that is the Spirit of God will be speaking something to you that you need and want, that that idea will come into your being, even though I may not have said those words of that idea. But that's exactly what he's good at. He leads and guides us into all truth. And so I have law of confession, and then if, you, if you've looked up Bible terms or words in the Bible before, you're familiar with some of these numbers and things. If you're not, you'll see there next to confession, it says G3670. Well, that's the number in the, in the Greek. The G stands for Greek because it's in the New Testament, and that's the number. You look up that number, and it's going to give you the definition of that word. <clears throat> and so I'm going to go there right now. How I get on this page, I don't know, but let's see. I can get out of that pretty quick. Uh, G3670 for confession. <clears throat> As it says right next to that, covenant acknowledge. We're going to acknowledge the covenant that we are in with God. And we need to acknowledge that. We need to be, he's an ever-present help in our time of need. We need to be with him all the time, so to speak. Whether it's we're on our way to work or at work, we're coming home, we had a rough day. Whatever the situation is, we have opportunity to yield ourselves to the Spirit of God and the Kingdom of God or we have opportunity to yield ourselves to the uh, devil and his demons. <clears throat> they never try stopping the trip ourselves, but we don't need to give them any place. Give no place to the devil, the Bible says. 
So this word confession means covenant acknowledge, a profession, a confession, or say the same thing as. I like that phrase right there myself, say the same thing as. Well, say the same thing as what? Well, whatever the devil speaks to you, you don't want to be saying that same thing as. But what the word of God speaks to you about, that's when you want to be saying the same thing as. And you can see how that lines up with your confession. The word says, by his stripes I am healed. So therefore, when the adversary comes along and tells you, well, that pain's getting worse and it's not any better and I don't know what's going on here, you don't want to be listening to that. You don't want to have a confession over that. You want to say the same thing as what the word of God has given you instruction to do. And that's when our confession and profession will help our lives immensely. It's very, very important, the kingdom of God, many, many times that are in this. What we say, stop and think of it. The Bible says, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For the heart men believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You had a confession saying the same thing as what the Word of God says, that you had to speak and then receive what God has for us. Well, that's the same in every area of our life. So our confession is very important. <clears throat> now, our, the next line down. This is, uh, although at the end of it, I have Romans ten seventeen there, and you'll see why in a minute. But this is, uh, these are words I drew up, in other words. It's not an exact Bible verse here, but the content is absolutely going to be agreeing with the Word of God in Bible verses. It says this, when your ears hear, those are those things up here, right? right? And if we put earmuffs on you this evening, you wouldn't be able to hear as good. I didn't say you wouldn't be able to hear, but it would be muffled. Earmuffs would be muffled, be reduced. But our ears, that's what we hear with. I got that. <laughs> when your ears hear, now watch this, what your mouth speaks, you're the one that's going to be doing the profession and the confession that's going to help your life. I think we need a paper for the lady in the back. Uh, she just came in a couple minutes ago. When your ears hear what your mouth speaks, about the word of God that you believe in your heart, faith comes. You know the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when your ears hear what your mouth speaks about the word of God you believe in your heart, faith comes. Well, how can you say faith comes? Because scripture already told us faith comes by hearing. If you don't hear the word of God, you're not having an opportunity for faith to grow and increase in your life. The, we can hear a lot about what the kingdom of darkness says and the adversary says, but that's not going to bring faith, the faith of God into our life. That's not going to help us. And so we will we'll become tuned in, so to speak, like a radio station to get it in there clearly about what the kingdom of God is speaking to us about. The 
Angels are always on the ready to minister to us. The Spirit of God is always there and never leave us nor forsake us. And so it's like the switch is on all the time. And many times you and I don't necessarily feel in the opposition all the times. Well, then that's when we need, that's where our confession comes in. Then we can begin to confess what we want, not what we have. If you have <clears throat> a pain somewhere, well, you don't want to be majoring on that pain. What you want to be doing is, you, you certainly want to read the Word of God also, put your eyes on it. And then when you can, when you can get so that you can remember script, Scripture and quote Scripture, well, then you can just speak that forth. If not, read it out loud when you see it. Say, God supplies all my need according to his riches and glory. By his stripes I'm healed. And then that's what your ears are going to hear. And if that's what you believe in your heart, faith is going to come. You're not going to see it come walking across the room. You're not going to see it flying through the air. But that faith is going to increase in your life. And it's going to give you the strength to go on in that area. In the context this evening, we're talking about health and healing, how confession deals with that. But certainly, confession, now profession and confession is every part of our life. Uh, Romans 10, 17, let's read that one. It says, so then, faith by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, this is a scripture. It's just not something I wrote on the page. This is what the Bible is telling us in this particular verse. So then, faith by hearing and hearing by the word of God. See, it's that hearing, not just the paddles on the side of our head to hear things. We hear things all day long. You might have heard something on the radio on the way here, or somebody might have been telling you something. But it's the hearing by the Word of God, that's where the faith source is. That's where it's going to come from. And that's where we're going to be encouraged and to be able to be strong in faith. The Bible speaks about strong in faith and weak in faith or whatever. But we need to be strong in faith so that we can go on and do exploits for the kingdom of God here in this church. Well, this is not a thousand-member church. How are we going to have exploits here? You don't need a thousand members to have exploits. <clears throat> there was David and Goliath one time. There was only two in that little congregation, if you will. But there was exploits done there, wasn't there not? And he had ears to hear what the Spirit of God says. <clears throat> so after your ears hear what your mouth speaks about the Word of God and you believe in your heart and faith comes... Then you will make the connection between what you say and what you have. What you and I have in our life now has to do what we've been, been saying long before this. And some of us been, may have been saying things for a long, long time. Well, there's going to be some changes in your life in those areas. But for all of us, these scriptures are not going to change next week. They're not going to come out with a new edition. They may come out with another translation edition or something like that. But God's word does not change. It's sure. It's steadfast. It stands forever. <clears throat> and so what we say is a connection between what we say and what we have. In our physical bodies when it comes to health and healing. In our finances when it comes to finances. In our relationships. <clears throat> what you say is what you have. Let's go to Luke, the 10th chapter. 
Luke chapter 10, verse 19. And in this one, you'll see Jesus said, Behold, I give unto you power. And then you'll see a number and a word again. The G is for Greek, and the Greek number of that word, 1849, is exousia. Delegated influence, authority, and jurisdiction. We, the body of Christ at TCVC, will exercise our authority and power. Well, how do you know we're going to exercise our authority and power? Well, that's what I'm... Speaking, confessing, and calling for. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a little thing in your pocket there in your briefcase, you get a little thing called a phone. Boom, 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 press a number, and you call somebody and you can speak with them, even though they're not there. There must be some place ca- on the planet if they accept the call. Well, you and I, our mouth, our tongue, we speak things and we call for things. Death and life are in the power not of the car engine. They're not in the power of the super-duper blender that you want to cook with and bake things with or whatever. But life and death are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it, speaking about bacon, shall eat the fruit thereof. So <clears throat> we'll get to that one in a minute. So Jesus said, Behold, I give unto you power, exousia, delegated influence, authority, and jurisdiction. I believe it was the series that, because he's been teaching on the kingdom in different areas for a while now, but I believe it's the one that he called the kingdom of God. Oh, man, I just had the word. It may come back to me. But anyhow, uh, I believe it was in that, those sessions that he mentioned that the kingdom of God is a government and that there's jurisdiction in that government. Jurisdiction means jurisprudence, like the court system and all like that. And so there's government <clears throat> in the kingdom of God. And so that, that has the tie in with this also. Jesus said there in Luke ten nineteen. I guess I didn't read the verse yet. Let me read the verse. Behold, this is Luke chapter 10, verse 19. It's in red. It doesn't mean that it rained on my paper today. It means it's red. Because this edition of the Bible is telling you those are the words that Jesus spoke. And this is what he said in this instance. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Now, do you believe that's true? Yeah. I mean, can it still be true? He, he said this a long while ago. I mean, they don't even have him on tape. They don't even have them on cassettes. They don't even have them on reel to reel. Go back as far as you want. They don't have that. But we got it right here. <clears throat> and so is it still going to work today? You better believe it's going to work today. Absolutely works. That's how you came into the kingdom of God. That's how you got born again. Because the words that he said came to pass when you spoke. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That word again, the Greek word, exousia, 
force, capacity, mastery, jurisdiction, the power of choice. That's what you and I have in our lives because of the kingdom of God, because of the word of God. The word is extremely important for all of us. Uh, many, many, many churches and denominations use their Wednesday night sessions, meetings, as Bible studies. Now, not all of them. And some would call them a Bible study. And to whatever extent they're able to do that, that's probably what they do. But the real intent is for us to do that, to study the Bible. And for us to more in-depth study the Bible would be some of what I'm doing here. Not that you have to do this, but I'll tell you, it will aid, in, aid things in your life if you do, is to look up the words that are spoken and what the meaning of those words are. And we're going to see it in a couple more places tonight. It's important because in some places you'd say, well, what in the world? That didn't, didn't seem like it said that, but that's what it said. That's what that word meant. And it can make a difference on what you and I receive. You believe and you receive, meaning you take and get a hold of it for yourself. <coughs> uh, all right, let's go on to the next one, Mark 11, 22 and 24. I think everybody knows something about that verse. Okay. I must be looking right over. I'll go to it on my iPad here in a minute, but I thought I had all the scriptures written down, but I guess I'll have to think again. Okay, here we go. Mark 11. We want 22 to 24. Verse 22. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. Well, if he wants you to have faith in God, how are you going to get that faith in God? We already mentioned it earlier up here, right? Our confession and our profession. We're going to speak what the Word of God says. Well, actually... <clears throat> I'm going to read the second lines down from the top of the page, which we spoke earlier about. When your ears hear what your mouth speaks, not what your neighbor speaks, what your mouth speaks. The preacher may be saying a lot of good things, but it's what your mouth speaks. When your ears hear what your mouth speaks about the word of God that you believe in your heart, faith comes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That, how, that is how faith is going to come into your life, spirit, soul, and body. <clears throat> so here Jesus said, Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe 
that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Now, Jesus is not a liar, correct? No matter how mad we get, I don't think we'll ever call Jesus a liar. I hope you never do. If you did, guess what? Hit the gear. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't suggest doing it. For, I mean, not that he's going to harm you or whip you with a wet noodle or something, but it's the fact that you would be speaking words, and those words are going to have an effect on your life. <clears throat> so he shall not doubt in his heart, but he shall believe that those things which he saith. It's one thing if the pastor says them, it's another thing if the Sunday school teacher says them, but how about when you say them? That's where the rubber meets the road. <clears throat> but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. And that's a promise from Jesus. So sometimes if we wonder why we might not be having what we wanted to get, it may have something to do. And you say, well, I was praying about it. I prayed this, but sometimes we need to watch ourselves in our prayers. Sometimes our prayers can be complaining, being judgmental or whatever. We need, we need our, our prayers to be pure and agreeable with the Word of God. Again, speak the same thing as, speak what the Word of God says. So if we believe in our heart, <clears throat> we shall have those things. That's what the Word of God says. And that's what you and I want to believe on. And we already have believed on it and banked on to some extent. Somebody showed you a Bible verse that you confess Lord Jesus as your Savior. Receive him into your heart and you would be saved. Well, we believe that. Well, we don't just believe it once. We, we keep on going on in our life, going on in our life, growing. Here a little, there a little. Line upon line, precept upon precept. <clears throat> and so, this Matthew 24, it says, Whosoever shall say, not doubt in their heart, but believe the things he says will come to pass, he shall have whatever he speaks. And that's another way known as a blank check. If you believe the things that you say will come to pass, then you shall have whatever you say. Did Jesus ever not have what he spoke? I know of no incident of it. I know many times he spoke some, what we might call outrageous things in certain situations. But whatever he spoke came to pass because that's why he was convinced it was a part of him that the things that he says are going to come to pass. How about the father himself? Did he ever speak anything and it didn't come to pass? How much of a time frame halt do you think it was when he went to speak this universe into existence? I don't think it three, took three months for it to happen. I mean, if that's what he wanted the time frame to be, well, that's exactly when it would happen. But when he spoke, Things were there. 
Have you noticed that we still have tides twice a day? High, high tide, low tide, and all that? They've been doing that for a long while. Who keeps that water going out there? What makes that thing come in and out? Who's doing all that pulling and pushing? <laughs> he established all that. That moon, they keep tracking that thing goes around so many days, so many hours, just keeps on doing it. Well, how long is that going to do that? Until he tells it different? And we read no place in here that he's going to tell it different. But we we'll believe the things that we say come to pass. <clears throat> we shall have whatever we speak. Words spoken are not just sounds or noise. Now there is a sound and there is a noise. Uh, you wouldn't be he hearing me this evening as good as you are because they have these amplification devices and all and so there is a noise to it. But that's not all our speeches and our words, is not in the least. <clears throat> words are not just sounds or noise. Your speech summons, calls for life or death. You could be speaking life or death to your body in the context of health or healing. You could be speaking life or death to your finances. You could be speaking life or death to relationships. Words are extremely important. And we're doing one or the other. We're in the speaking towards life. Or the next choice is we're speaking towards death. Our words are going to agree with one side of the other of that equation, if you will. And that's why our words are extremely important. Again, that's how you get into the kingdom of God. Your mouth spoke words that you believed about Jesus Christ and you became born again. Instantaneously, the Spirit of God awakened in you and now you go on. And it only gets better. He doesn't stop. He isn't going to run out. <clears throat> he has plenty of everything. Plenty of life. Plenty of light. So a speech summons or calls for. You know, you call an Uber for a ride nowadays. Or if you're in New York, you call on the street and hail a taxi or something. Oh, they got Ubers there as well. But your calling does something. Well, you can call up and get a pizza at the right place. But don't call the registration bureau for your vehicle if you wanted a pizza. Call the pizza place for a pizza. See, the words that we speak have to do with these things. <clears throat> okay, now we get to it. Proverbs 18.21. We mentioned this one earlier, but we need to look at it here. The book of Proverbs, chapter 18, in verse 21. I'll read the note on the page first. Certainly not that it's more important than this, what's in the Word of God right there, but <clears throat> because of the notes I have there. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Have an affection for it. What in the world kind of statement is that? We'll find out before we get done this one. Now let's look in the Word of God and see it. 
Proverbs 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Have you ever wondered why it says death and life and not life and death? I didn't say I had an answer. I just asked you if you ever wondered about that. So <laughs> I've heard many people quote the verse as life and death in the power of the tongue. Well, you could say it that way, but that's not what the word technically says. The word says death and life are in the power of the tongue. They're both in there, folks. You can speak life or you can speak death. And it says, when it says death and life are in the power of the tongue, <clears throat> now let me see here. Guess what that word power means? Now remember earlier I was saying it pays to look up some words and find out what they mean because you may think, well, what in the world? That really doesn't fit there or something. Well, it can give us an understanding. This one, when it says death and life are in the power of the tongue. You know what that word power means or the definition of that word? I'm going to give you an object lesson now. What does that word power mean? My mic's not working, I guess. What does that word power mean? See this thing right here? What is it? Bingo. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. That word in Hebrew means hand. And so think of it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Well, your hand directs things, does it not? Your hand knows how to cook the spaghetti sauce. Your hand knows how to wash your face, work on a car, whatever your job is. Your hand does a lot of things. And the way it's fantastically made, got the big old thumb out here in one end and this little thing over here. You know what that's good for? <laughs> and we won't go there. <clears throat> uh, we're supposed to be on this. Death and life are in the power of a tongue. <laughs> word power, I don't have it written down on the notes there, but it's H because it's the Hebrew, it's in the Old Testament, 3027, a hand, the open one, indicating power, means, and direction. The hand, the open one, indicating power, means, and direction. Well, doesn't that fit then? Death and life are in the power of the tongue? Your tongue is directing certain things. Your tongue is controlling certain things in our lives. Now, you can't speak and make it come to pass for somebody else's life. That's their job. They have to choose life for themselves. You can aid them if it's a believer or somebody that wanted prayer in evening in a certain area. Well, obviously, you could help them. But we just can't make somebody else control their lives with our hand, the hand of our tongue. So... Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And I note that I said seven affection for it, but now I'll show you why. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Fruit thereof. Yes, but the phrase where it says, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Guess what that word is? You want to 
one about having some meaning sometime. I can see exactly how it means this, but now here's what it means. It's a hob, a primitive root to have affection for sexually or otherwise. You say, say what? Yeah, we'll look it up. To have affection for sexually or otherwise. <clears throat> now, I think I'm correct in saying everybody in here this evening is either a male or a female. You know that both males and females have an affection sexually? It's a good thing they do because that's how kids get here. Bambinos. Doing what comes naturally. Well, that should be doing what comes naturally for you and I in the area of speech. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that, have, they that love it eat the fruit thereof. They that have an affection for it. When, <clears throat> when you and I were a lot younger, I'm not calling any of you old. You were younger once. Even if you're only here and you're 20, you were younger once. But even when you're way young, God's made us that we can understand this affection thing. You look on a someone of the opposite sex, the way he indicated it, <clears throat> and then nobody's going to tell you about affection and desires. It's there. That's built in us. It's part of his whole creation. So in this context, death and life are in the power of the tongue. It's in our hand. We control death and life in our life. You can forbid death and you can choose life. And that's what you should do. To the extent that we don't choose life and we don't forbid death, that's where the adversary, the demons, they're going to try to get in and help you in that area. If you're neglecting paying any attention to that area, oh, we can help you out here. Well, you don't want any of that help. We don't need any of that help. And so it all, again, has to do with our confession and our profession. It affects all of our lives, all of our lives. And the sooner that we understand that and can cooperate with it, the better off we're going to be in our lives. And when you're better off in your life, that enables you to help somebody else be better off in their life. And again, in any area. It could be health and healing. It could be finances, relationship, whatever it is. And so our speech is tremendously important. Death and life are in the hand of the tongue, and we ought to have an affection for it. <clears throat> the devil and demons try to get you to speak contrary to the word of God. Choose life. They're absolutely going to try to get us to speak contrary to the word of God. And let's face it, at times, they have success. At times, we are irritated. We don't like this, and blam, 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 the alarms are going off. And you know it right in here. You know it right now. You know that's not right. I've had some blamp blamps going off recently. I think, man. 
we won't express on that any further. We'll, we will we'll not elucidate any more there. Acts 10.38. Let me go there. That's, a, that's a, a reference that's not on your page, but it's a, it's a note that I have, so I won't, and, it's, and it has to do with this section. So <clears throat> Acts 10.38. How God anointed... Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. On a note up there I said that devils and demons try to get you to speak contrary to the word of God but we want to be choosing life. Well here's, here's the situation what happened there. How God anointed Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Notice he did that because he was anointed by God and God was with him. You and I are going to be able to minister in this context health and healing as God is with us. That we need to give him that entrance into our life. He's just not going to walk in when you don't want to hear about it, when you don't want to obey that, whatever the area is. He's just not going to walk in and make it happen. But if we're willing to yield to that. And so this is what Jesus did. How many people does it say Jesus healed? A-double-L. You mean there wasn't even just one person that came up? They might have had a super case or something. Blabby, blabby, holy ho. He never heard of it before. How in the world could he heal that? Not a problem. For the Spirit of God. <clears throat> and so if Jesus is our example, and he is, and he went about doing good and healing all the oppressed of the devil, do you think that's God's desire for you and I? Absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. Well, I don't, I, I really can't go around healing anybody. Well, it would start with you believing that healing belongs to us as part of the covenant, even in your own life, and then begin to appropriate it there. And then you may have a relative, a friend, a neighbor, or something like that, they're not feeling well at all. They might have to go home from work sick, something going on here. You could simply ask them, would you like me to pray for you? You mind if I pray for you? And, so, and they have the choice, 100%. And some will tell you, no, not, no thank you. And some will say, well, yeah. Well, your obedience, your, what's the word I want? Your concern, affection's not the right word in that context, but your desire to help them, not want to see them in a hurting situation, that'll affect them if they give you entrance. And then you go ahead and pray. Now, Spirit of God that's going to have the results come to pass. And the more you learn how to minister, you've heard Pastor Tom there just recently talking about wasn't necessarily prayer, but when you see when, when his boys, one of his boys when he's young was scared to go on a ride or whatever. And so Pastor spoke over and got that off of him. That was a demonic influence. What if that boys and another, will phrase the story another way, what if that boy that was on that ride that was totally scared, his father didn't know anything, anything about that. He'd be a whole lot more scared when he had to endure that ride. And it could affect his life. 
But, so the point being, you can minister health and healing to other individuals. You are capable. If you are born again, you got the goods. And the more that you've looked at the Word of God, the more you've spoken the Word of God out of your own life, then you're more enabled to do that. And Jesus went about and healed all. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> it says, our notes say, God said, there's that word again, speak, confession, profession. God said, he spoke the universe into being created with words. He didn't have a huge Lego set or anything else. He created this universe with words. That's a picture of death and life in the power of the tongue. And like I say, it still stays there. Those planets, they don't have an option of getting out of line. He spoke and decreed what he wanted. And we have benefits of that today. We came along, man came along, and we just went through this daylight savings time. But he didn't create daylight savings time. You can have it if you want. But the moon, the cycle, the sun, the stars, everything else rising and falling and all that, that's all going to happen pertaining to a cycle. That's why they can track it, especially nowadays with the computers, every day, every month, every year. They can tag this all out to the millisecond, how it's all happening. Because God spoke and it was created. Gravity continues until today. If anybody does not think so, you don't have to roof and jump off. Just go jump off the top of that sound booth or something. Now, it shouldn't kill you, but you're going to have a pretty good thud when you hit the concrete floor or whatever. So gravity is still here. Well, God instituted that. Gravity continues until today. The universe stays right where he put it. He spoke it into being. We are his seed. All of you that have children in here, there's that thing from affection again. There's that thing called seed, time, and harvest. That's how your children got here. Oh, by the way, that's how we got here. God spoke all this into being. All right, John 6.63. Let's go to that one. I like how my list got messed up, but that's okay. John 6. 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you are spirit and are life. Jesus speaking, right? It is the spirit that quickeneth, that makes alive. It's that spirit. We are a spirit. And we breathe breath. We exhale our spirit. And then that when we speak, that spirit, that life, goes into those words that we speak. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. 
It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you are spirit in our life. Okay, let's see. Do I have a note on that one? Yes, I do. You notice on this one it says G4487. That's G because it's in the Greek in the New Testament, and that's the numerical. And you know what that word is, that Greek word? You will when I tell you in a minute. How many have ever heard of Kenneth Hagin Ministries? How many have ever heard of Rama Bible Training Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma? Rama is what that word is right here. The spoken word. Rama. The spoken word. <clears throat> That I speak unto you are spirit and life. Speak, say, and utterance a command. Again, this is all on the same theme. You and I are to be speaking. We are to be saying. You can call it an utterance and a command. Jesus commanded the devils to get out one day. Jesus commanded a man to be healed. Well, that happened. Those are words. We control them with our hand. Not a physical hand, but that's why it says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Well, that's the hand of the tongue. So, <clears throat> That which is spoken gives life or death in all of our lives. None of us in here are exempt from that. The words that we speak are going to generate or produce life or death in your life. We need to understand how to choose, how to speak, how to be in agreement with it. <clears throat> that which is spoken gives life or death. They will produce after their kind. Same thing with seed time and harvest. You don't plant a tomato plant and get peaches off it. It doesn't work that way. The seed is in itself. The little tiny seeds in the tomato plant is a whole lot different size seed than the one that's in that peach. Well, that peach seed knows, I gotta grow a tree if I'm ever gonna get peaches. Gotta have a tree first because we grow off the trees. The tomato plants, they don't have to grow a tree. Well, that's all different, but it's all in there. It's in the system. The, the way that God had made it, we just cooperate with it. They will produce after their kind. Seed, time, and harvest. Okay. That doesn't mean they're going to get done. It means I have to think about it, but it doesn't mean they have to get done. I have seven minutes according to that. <clears throat> Speak, call for what you desire. Same in the object lesson before. If you wanted a pizza, you know, don't call the corner grocery store or whatever. Speak what you desire. Call for what you desire in your health in your healing, in your finances, in your relationships, all of that. Speech is very important. The next one may throw you for a loop a little. I questioned it myself when I wrote it in there, but I had this thought specifically come to me when I was preparing this. It says, positive thinking can be an aid to some. Can be an aid to some. It is better than negative thoughts. However, for us, life is the creative power of your tongue. 
Learn to speak, declare God's word. I heard uh, another minister, many of you had known if I called his name, was teaching. Recently I heard it, I mean, how long ago he actually said administered that. But he was talking something about this also. And he says, you know, positive thinking and good thoughts and all better than bad thoughts, that would help you some. He says, but if you're in a boat and the boat's filling with water, you're speaking thoughts of positive things. They go, bleh, 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 pretty soon, you know, it's going to be all over with or whatever. So they can go so far and do something. In fact, we'll, we'll read about a boat situation here, won't we? We do if we get going, and I want to get to that one. So <clears throat> let's drop down to the bottom then. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Mark 4, 35. Well, you know something? I won't find that in Mark chapter 5, now will I? Well, I... I corrected quickly here, so. You notice I'm flipping through these pages with my hand. The hand on the tongue. Okay, Mark chapter 4 from verse 35. Notice the headline, if it's there in yours. Jesus calms a storm. Now, come on, get real. Can he? You think he could really calm a storm? I mean, it's one thing. The issue everybody life preservers so they can make it through or something or pray for them. But could he really calm a storm? Well, when we read this, it's going to be your choice whether you want to believe it or not. I absolutely believe it. And guess what? You are part of the kingdom of God. You are born from that seed. You have the ability to calm a storm. Doesn't necessarily mean it's bad windstorm and wave storm like this or a hurricane could be another type of storm. The ability is in you. That seed is in you. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Jesus calms a storm with his faith and spoken words. So if we're running to the rear of the boat to hide because the waves are breaking over the bow, you may not be in a position to calm a storm at that time. doesn't mean you never will be. But Jesus calmed the storm with his faith and his spoken words. I'm going to go ahead and read it out of the scripture here. In the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. Now who did the speaking here? Jesus. It's in red. And as we were saying before about our speech, we need to say what we want. We need to call for what I want. But Jesus said this. He said, let us pass over unto the other side. That's what he declared. That's what he wanted. That's what he called the pizza shop for, so to speak. That's what he wanted. Let us pass over to the other side. Well, this is Mr. Confession himself. He's going to the other side, so... <clears throat> Come on here. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there rose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. You notice that it was the storm of wind is what actually caused those waves to get in height and get boisterous and bring water into the mid. So the problem was the storm of wind. And now they have the 
fruit of it, which is this multitude of waves and the boat filling full of water right now. <clears throat> and he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Now, if it's a disciple, or if it's you, or a brother, sister in the church, or your neighbor, if they say they're going to perish, is that calling for life in their life? No, that's calling for death. Death and life are in the hand of the tongue, and they that have an affection for it shall eat the fruit thereof. And so this is where they're at. Now, we're not going to put them down. Who knows what you or I might have done in that situation? And by the way, these disciples, some of them actually came for a fisherman experience, did they not? Well, they've been on the water before. They must have seen waves before. You've probably seen waves before. <laughs> Believe me, I've seen waves before that <clears throat> had me quaking, I'll tell you that. <clears throat> I don't have time to tell you that, but right now we'll do this. So anyhow, here we go. He was in the hinder part of the sheep and slip on a pillow and they awake him and they say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? He arose, my goodness, messed up my nap. He arose and rebuked the wind. Now, somebody actually spoke to the wind. You think the wind's got ears? Hello? <laughs> he spoke to the wind and said, that's speaking again, unto the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He did that with the words of his mouth. Death and life are in the power, the hand of the tongue. And so that's what he controlled that situation with. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Now the disciples had a question a couple of verses up. They wanted to know, don't you care if we perish? That was their question. Well, now Jesus got a question from here. Why are ye so fearful? Question mark. How is it that ye have no faith? And part of what I think that means, and we'll close with this. These disciples had been around Jesus, had they not? They'd seen him go to village and the village and to deal with the Sadducees and the, the religious ones and everything else and always taking care of every situation. They should have and must have picked up on a lot of things that he did. And so I believe this is why he's saying, how is it that you have no faith? And it got them thinking, I'm sure. <clears throat> but see, faith comes by hearing. Well, there's not going to be any hearing if nobody's saying anything. But faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You and I speak the Word of God you and I speak the situations to control it. Jesus didn't quote a verse here about this thing and all, but he told, told the wind, well, let's look at the words again. He rose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. That's what he spoke. That's what he wanted. And this is what comes to pass. So. <laughs> Awake unto righteousness. 
All right, let me read the, the end of the note here. <clears throat> and he said to the sea, peace be still. Believe what you say will come to pass. That's what we read back over there in Mark, in the 11th chapter. That's very, very important. Believe what you say will come to pass. Jesus was the Son of God. Oh, wait a minute. We are the sons of God. Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost. Oh, wait a minute. We're anointed with the Holy Ghost. We, as the body of Christ, on this earth now, are to say and do exactly as Jesus spoke and did. The Holy Spirit's our guide and teacher. He is the one that's going to enable us to do this. How God anointed Jesus for the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. The Holy Spirit is in your life and my life. He's the one that's going to equip us to do that. And he's also the one that's going to quicken us to handle that situation, whatever it is, when we're in it. He's ready and able and capable all the time. <clears throat> Father, I thank you this evening for our time together. I thank you for your word. I thank you that you tell us, help us to see and understand and grasp a hold of that death and life are in the power of our tongue. And we have an affection and desire that and we'll eat the fruit thereof. I thank you for the Spirit of God being with each and every one of us here this evening. I believe that you have been ministering to their spirits, to their hearts, to their minds, giving them thoughts. And we will receive that and we'll be, the, we'll be benefited from it. And so I thank you for our time here this evening. I speak your blessing upon all the brothers and sisters here. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you for listening. For more from Treasure Coast Victory Center, visit us at mytcbc.com.